The difficulty here is knowing where the line on free speech is. Rob, set the scene for the Gary Lineker controversy with the BBC. What's happening? The BBC have stepped Gary Lineker down, and I think you have to live in a hole in the ground to not know this. And at first, my freedom of speech preservation trigger went wild, and I immediately posted on social media that I thought it was an outrage that Gary Lineker is being stepped down from the BBC for expressing his own opinion on social media. And I just thought, here we go, someone else getting cancelled for their opinion. And that was what I initially thought. In fact, I had a discussion on Twitter with Piers Morgan about it. But I think I've changed my mind. What do you mean you've changed your mind? Gary Lineker has signed a contract with the BBC. Now, no one knows what's in this contract. But for sure, people know that BBC make themselves out to be impartial, even if they're not. And when you're employed by someone, you have brand guidelines and duties, fiduciary guidelines and duties. And he's been paid, I think, a million and a half a year. I think he's been working for the BBC since the late 90s. And I started to think, if I was Gary Lineker's employer, and I'd paid him 30, 40 million pounds, and he started commenting on all these things way outside of his pay grade, and potentially putting my brand into disrepute, I might have an issue with that too. So it's really backed BBC into a corner. And the reason I wanted to do a podcast on this is because I think it raises some brilliant moral dilemmas. I love moral dilemmas because I think in those blurred lines, right in the middle where the extremes cross over, I think that's where many of our lessons are. So... Of course, all the people on social media who protect freedom of speech or maybe who are a bit more on the right wing would all say that BBC uh, is a scandal. Why don't you cancel and step down all these other people? And, and we should all boycott the BBC. And we pay for the TV licence and we're not getting match of the day. And Let's stand by Gary Lineker. Let's not go on match of the day. Let's stand for solidarity. But BBC are his employer. He has signed a contract with them and he has to honour that contract. In fact, I saw John Caldwell, billionaire. He was on Twitter saying he believed that BBC were right to stand him down. Because if they didn't stand him down, what does he comment on next? And what does he drag BBC into next? And whether I agree with BBC or not, they employ him. They pay him. Don't you think this is all a lot of hot air about a little bit of nothing, basically? I must admit, after a couple of tweets... I thought, does anyone really care? Is this just journalists trying to get more followers on Twitter? Or is this just something else to blurt your opinion about? And I did consider not talking about it. After all, I'm doing a podcast on it. But then I thought, wait a minute, no. This question should be debated and discussed because either Gary Lineker was right to be stood down because he broke his employment contract, or apparently he's a consultant or not employed, but he's still paid by the BBC. So you can use the sleight of hand of whether he's self-employed or employed. It doesn't matter because look at Kanye West. Adidas just binned him. He wasn't really going around slating Adidas. They just binned him because it's not good for the brand. So 
so it's actually not a lot of hot air if we consider what it really means. Should we be able to say whatever we want, whenever we want, because it's our opinion on our own social media? Or should we respect and honor a contract we have signed and the fiduciary and brand responsibility we have to our employer? I'll tell you something that's to me really similar is the whole Matt Hancock WhatsApp messages journalist who was writing the memoirs. This journalist has signed an NDA with Matt Hancock. She has signed a contract, a non-disclosure contract. He has trusted her in good faith, given her <laughs> reams of WhatsApp material, and she's gone and publicised it. She's broken her NDA. Now, she can say, well, the people needed to know about this. The way our country was run via WhatsApp was completely wrong. And looking at a lot of the messages, I don't like the way that our country is being run by WhatsApp. But she signed an NDA and she is accountable. And if she just gets away with it, then NDAs mean nothing and contracts mean nothing and law means nothing. And that is a more wild west than controlling a bit of free speech. Someone you had a deep conversation with, similar to this type of topic was uh, Matt Letizia, and he's someone who's been very vocal on the whole uh, Gary Lineker situation. Do you see any parallels and connections between that? Because he was cancelled and sacked from Sky. Yeah, so when I spoke to Matt Letizia, he felt that he was asked to do things that he didn't want to do, wear the Black Lives Matter badge. And yeah, he felt that he got cancelled unfairly. And I saw because he tweeted to Ian Wright saying, well, where were you stepping down in solidarity when I was counselled from Sky? Now, usually it doesn't take me long to form my opinion and what I believe in. But one of the reasons I wanted to do a podcast on the Gary Lineker situation, even though everyone will forget in a few weeks, is because in this instance, I can't make up my mind on what the right thing is. I mean, I feel for the BBC. I don't like the BBC. Mm. And but that, here's the thing, though. You shouldn't just stick up for what you like, even if it's wrong. I don't like the BBC in that I don't think they're as impartial as they make out. And uh, mainstream media, to me, is a lot of it's now just propaganda. What do I get for my TV licence? It's not good value. However, in this instance, they are an employer. And employment law has to mean something. And there has to be a line where the employee or the contractor or the outsourcer, whatever you want to call it, has some responsibility and accountability to the person who's paying their wages. Now, with Matt Letizia and Sky, I wonder if there were other things at play. I might get shot for saying this, Harry, but you're seeing a lot of middle-aged white men getting unemployed very quickly. <laughs> and I don't know what Matt Letizia tweeted. I don't know if he actually publicly made statements um, that Sky thought brought them into disrepute. But I wonder if there was a, um, oh, you're over 50, you're a white male. You are now not required. You are surplus to requirements. I'm really glad I run my own business, Harry, because I'm 43. No one can cancel me off my own business if I am of that demographic that apparently is the most privileged and entitled demographic in the whole of humankind ever. You can't help who you are and 
when you were born. So if Gary Lineker was one of your employees, one of your trainers, whatever, what would you do if this scandal happened here? How would you handle it? If I was Gary Lineker, if I, honestly, if I was employing Gary Lineker, I probably wouldn't care if he is sharing opinion on government policy on immigration. As long as his statements didn't bring my brand into disrepute. And so it makes you think, BBC, government, BBC is that state-owned media, think it is, uh, uh, BBC a veil for government, don't know, supposed to be independent and impartial, are they really? But to answer your question directly, if I was employing Gary Lineker, if he criticised my company, he'd be straight in the office with a warning. If he's talking about what he thinks about government policy, he can crack on. So we've had many speech, uh, many discussions on this podcast regarding free speech. How can we have free speech if, if anyone says anything, we're just going to try to cancel them and there's going to be so toxic around anything? Why can't everyone just have open-ended conversations, whether you agree with someone or disagree with someone? Why has it always got to be with, immediately, I'm going to cancel you? Well, many people would argue that it's the woke left who are the cancel culture brigade. And there's a lot of irony against the woke left wanting to cancel the right when they're supposed to be more liberal. The difficulty here is knowing where the line on free speech is and also the commercial and contractual element. So I think you've got one area which is just our general free speech. And for me, if I was creating the policy, if it's hate, trolling, abuse and defamation, then there needs to be a line where across that it's illegal. Hate's the blurred line because hate can be aggressive banter or it can be violent abuse. That's the blurred line. Trolling is getting more defined and I'm glad that it is. If someone sets up a fake account to hurt or ruin or abuse or defame and bring down a business or an individual, that should be dealt with more harshly than it is. The laws have changed on trolling and they're getting better, which means that people are being held accountable for trolling. So generally speaking, we just need more clarity on where that line is, i.e. where does hate become abuse? Where does hate become trolling? But then you have corporations, companies and entities who employ people. And they have their own power, as they should, on what the employee can and can't do. So if you have an employment contract with me, you can't turn up to your job naked because you're not going to be able to do your job properly and you're going to put everyone else off in their role. Depends on the job. <laughs> it does depend on the job. Maybe it's the, you know, maybe some of the just job descriptions are some of them. The lines are more blurred when it's commercial and contractual, I think. And so that's down to the employment contract. And the consultant and the employer should read the contract, sign what they agree with, negotiate what they don't agree with. Do you feel sorry for Gary Lineker? I don't feel sorry for Gary Lineker at all because I think, number one, he's gained a massive amount of respect from a lot of the people who want to preserve freedom of speech. He's had a huge amount of support. If Gary is smart, what he'll do is he'll quit the BBC mm. and he'll set up his own media just like Piers Morgan did. 
So I have my own media, and yes, I rely on social media, but I will never have the problem that Gary Lineker has because I'm not employed by anyone, I'm employed by myself, so I can say what I want. And here's the thing, when you're employed by someone, you have to realise you can't just say what you want. And if you want to say whatever you want, then you have to employ yourself. So I think Gary Lineker should do a Piers Morgan. When Meghan Markle got on her high horse, her high unicorn, and tried to force Piers Morgan into an apology, I was really glad that Piers Morgan refused to and quit. I was really glad. Now, whether you love Piers Morgan or not, this is not the issue. Um, and he went and set up his own media channel and it's now huge. And now he has control and now he has autonomy and now he can say whatever he wants and now he can get whatever guests on he wants. And if Gary Lineker is smart, this is what Gary Lineker will do too. And if I were Gary Lineker, I would do that. But if I was Gary Lineker, I wouldn't work for the BBC. So the BBC should be impartial at all times. That is their, their mantra, so to speak. Is that even true? No. The BBC aren't impartial. They're a propaganda machine for the government. So where's this controversy gone then from, from Gary Lineker? Surely they're not impartial then. So a man having an opinion is not impartial and not a controversy. Well, if you believe in freedom of speech, that would be the opinion that you take. Yeah, I think there's a huge dose of hypocrisy from the BBC because I don't think anyone really thinks that the BBC are impartial. You could argue they're a propaganda machine like you could all mainstream media. If you had a gun to my head to say, Gary Lineker shouldn't have been stepped down, Gary Lineker should have been stepped down, it's all was written in his contract. Because if he's broken his contract, then the BBC are right in what they're doing. And by the way, this has really hurt them. And they have painted themselves into a real corner and quandary. So they wouldn't have done it lightly and they wouldn't have wanted to do it. But we're all judging and none of us know what's in that contract. And so the reason I wanted to do this piece of content, because you know I sometimes talk about these things on social media, Harry, but I rarely put them on the podcast is because I love to challenge my own thinking. And I U-turned on this. Day one, it was like, BBC, what are you doing? Trying to cancel someone else. Gary can say what he likes just like everyone else can. Oh my God, here's another Malatizia. Here's another good person getting cancelled, regardless of whether you like the person or not. And it was interesting it was Gary Lineker because he's otherwise pretty vanilla, isn't he? He's not really controversial kind of guy. But no one's going to stick up for the BBC as an employer unless they're an employer. And we should honour the contracts we sign. And many a brand will pull a sponsorship. So True Geordie made a loosely racist remark. It was a general one. It was racist, but it was general. It wasn't specific. All of his sponsors pulled the plug immediately because he broke sponsor guidelines. Gary Lineker could well have broken BBC sponsor guidelines. None of us will ever know. Okay, so when you had on the show very recently, John Barnes, and you had this exact conversation specifically talking about the Qatar World Cup, very controversial place to hold the World Cup. And he was actually, uh, I saw him doing a news piece just a few days ago saying, well, the BBC were criticising Qatar, and that was all fine, and we can criticise them. But as soon as Gary Lineker criticises the current UK government, that's where the line is drawn. So you're talking about impartiality with the BBC. What's your take on uh, John Barnes's comments regarding the BBC are completely not impartial, giving that example about Qatar? Yeah, I mean, to me, 
Qatar should have been way more about football. And it became really political. Yeah. Really political. Yeah. We've talked about this on the show many times. And, you know, when you're Harry Kane and you get paid million, tens of millions a year, maybe you should do your job, which is score goals for England. And don't get distracted by um, attacking other people's cultures. I actually had a video that went viral. It had millions of views. And it was shared a lot in Qatar by local people because... What gives the UK, the BBC, footballers and commentators the right to go and criticise another culture when they're in their country? If you came into my living room and you took a piss on the rug and you bent my missus over my sofa and you didn't like the decor while you were banging my missus on my sofa in my living room and you started criticising my house and my decor taste, that's my living room. You can fuck off. And I felt the same. I felt that when in Qatar, respect their rules, respect their culture, you're in their country. I don't know if that has anything to do with BBC and the Gary Lineker case, but I think what you're saying is the BBC were not impartial. And there was so much discussion on the alcohol and the working conditions and the LBGTQ plus he, her, them, they, he, she, it, we, and whatever else we have to now say. Yeah. BBC are not impartial. I've got some breaking news, Rob. Right. The BBC have announced Gary Lineker is to return. He will not be cancelled. He will not be sacked. What's your immediate reaction to that? They've taken him back. The BBC had to take Gary Lineker back. He's what? become too big, too powerful and uncancellable. Like when they tried to cancel Joe Rogan. Mm. He just became bigger. I don't know if you've ever seen Star Wars, where Obi-Wan Kenobi is having a lightsaber fight with Darth Vader and they're fighting for a bit. And then Obi-Wan Kenobi, he raises his lightsaber and he says, strike me down. And I will become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. Joe Rogan is uncancellable. Ricky Gervais is uncancellable because they're so big. Gary Lineker has had so much support, he became uncancellable. They were forced to make that decision. They're going to have to eat some humble pie. They can't afford to lose him. And actually, if BBC are smart, this is brilliant marketing for Match of the Day. I bet you the Match of the Day figures, even when there was no commentators on it, I bet they were really high. Now everyone's talking about Match of the Day. i got a final question there. Yeah. Right. Let's imagine we knew what the contract was for Gary Lineker. And let's imagine you're the head of the BBC. You own it. And let's say Gary has broken the guidelines for the BBC. What would you do? Would you sack him? Would you keep him? What would you do, Rob, if you were in charge of the situation? I don't think like the BBC because I'm an entrepreneur. And I don't know if there are any entrepreneurs in the BBC. I don't think they are. Probably not. They are a government propaganda machine. Um, so I can only think about it in my own context. But trying to put myself in the position, I'd sit down, I'd say... This has given us some heat. I don't want to do anything about it. I love working with you. It would be great if you could stay away from really spicy topics. And I just remind you about clause 12 in your contract. Because I think this is a breach of that. But, you know, we've been working together for 30 years. We've got a great partnership. I want to let this one go, but I probably won't be able to let another one go. And I want to keep it all private. That's probably what I'd say. And what if the roles were reversed? You're still an entrepreneur, you're still doing your things, but for whatever reason, you do some content for the BBC. 
and you go do a Facebook Live, you do a post on Twitter, and it is, quote-unquote, brought the BBC into disrepute. And if they were disciplining you, what would you do? Would you say, no, fuck it, I'm off, or would you try mend this bridge? Well, I'm a rebel and I'm an entrepreneur. So, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me, would be my natural inclination. Especially if I felt that I was commenting on something completely away from putting my employer in any kind of disrepute. But don't bite the hand that feeds you, Harry. Mm. And a lot of people bite the hand that mm. feeds them. And it's fucking stupid to bite the hand that feeds you. And if I take a shitload of money from a sponsor, then I have some responsibility to promote their brand and be an ambassador of their brand. So if I want the freedom to say what I want, don't take all the money from the sponsors. But what's the difference between being an ambassador for a brand and a bitch for a brand? Well, that's all in the brand you're partnering with and what's in the contract. Most people don't read their contract. I mean, he probably did get a lawyer to look over it. But yeah, I've turned sponsorships down because what they want me to do, I don't want to do. I've seen, yeah. You have seen. <laughs> Erectile dysfunction <laughs> and Viagra, <laughs> these two of them. Uh, <laughs> so if you don't want to be a bitch, don't take the money in the first place. But we all have a price, Harry, yeah, and we talk yeah. about that a lot. So I wouldn't want to be anyone's bitch, but for 100 million, I'd bend over and cough. <laughs> if, it was a, if it was a brand I felt like I could um, represent. So this is actually... Why, Harry? We were in the studio supposed to do some money-related content and I wanted to talk about this. Let me just talk about this one more time. The reason I wanted to discuss this is because the lines are blurred mm. and this is not uh, a binary, oh, it's A or it's B. And I want to challenge people to think and I want to challenge people to overcome their own preconceptions and biases. And anyone that knows me and you know me, I mean, my stance on this probably surprised you, Harry. You know I'm a champion yeah. for free speech. You know we interview a lot of people who've been cancelled. Even if I dislike someone, they shouldn't be cancelled. As long as it's not hate into abuse, trolling and defamation. I don't hate Gary Lineker and I don't think he should be cancelled. But then not enough people can see this for what it really is. He's employed by someone and he needs to do what that contract says because he likes taking the one and a half milli, doesn't he? Every year. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right, I wonder how that edit will go on the podcast. Uh, by the way, if you're listening and watching, let me know what you think. Do you want more kind of content like this? It's a completely random one-off. Uh, and we're going to keep this up forever because I actually think this isn't about Gary Lineker. This isn't about the BBC. This is about a lot more. And hopefully you can see it what it is. 